Hey everybody, we're back. I'm so sorry about that. You are listening to a very special. Yes. Hey everybody, it's your one and only Tony Lamar here. I'm so sorry for our technical difficulties, but we're going to be back with Juan Alamon with the continuation of it's the the 80s hour or so. We're going to talk about 19, the films of 1987. I need to wake up. I am so sorry. I am their technical person. I am the program director. I am everybody that did everything wrong to this, for this episode. But we're going to wait for Juan. He's going to join us momentarily. He'll be here any second. Let's bring him in right now. Juan, are you there? I am here. Okay. I am so sorry. Let me explain what happened, people. Our show was actually slotted for 15 minutes. So it gave me a cue to end a broadcast, and I do apologize for that. Uh, but we still have our additional 45 minutes, so I'm so sorry about that quick, abrupt shutdown of our show. But let's go and take it back to one on a month. All right. Well, I'm glad still to be here, and we're still talking about 1987. We were talking about The Untouchables, and uh, that was one of those films that made Kevin Cosner. I mean, he was he was big, but his performance in this against Robert De Niro, they really played so well off one another that it made mm-hmm. it such a great film, the way they played off each other. Yes. Well, um, this movie here, I show no interest in this film. But like I said, I was just downloading – not downloading, watching a lot of films on pay-per-view, and Untouchables is one of the movies that I saw the first you know, five minutes of it, like – what I got to see this film was awesome. And, um, and once I saw this, started realizing the style of this filmmaker is someone you should be familiar with. And this is Brian De Palma. He directed the untouchables. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, the scenes were, I mean, the way it was shot and done was pretty epic with some of the things that happened like when Sean Connery is um, interrogating the guy that's already dead and nobody knows it but him. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and he shoots him and the, and the, the accountant decides to talk. Oh, that yeah. He awesome. started talking. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty awesome. No. It was really <laughs> awesome is the degree that, you know, again, Robert De Niro just put on the weight to look to be in that character of um, Al Capone. It, it, Chilling performance. I just love his performance as Al Capone in this movie. That baseball yeah. scene, you know, it's just like, you know what's going to happen. It's like, oh, you know what's going to happen, but you just wait for that delivery of it. Awesome movie. I love The Untouchables. It's one of the best movies of 87 for sure. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it came out during the summer. Yep, I remember. It was a pretty cool movie. Definitely. Awesome film. All right. Now it's your turn. Name me one you like. Okay. Okay. Here's one that it's um, another film that I didn't want to go see. <laughs> Keep in mind, I was like, I, I had a girlfriend who was like, <laughs> well, you know, you're being a boyfriend and, and you know, you try to reap the business of having a girlfriend. So sometimes you got to pay the price by to see. And this is one of them. And the funny thing is, I like the one of the actors in this film is Steve Martin's Roxanne. And uh, oh. I, and the fact that I was in theater, and I didn't realize I was watching Sergio Bergerac. 
I was like impressed of of Steve Martin's take on that story because I because I was an actor I knew I knew the story and as soon as I started wait this sounds this sounds like very familiar then boom stirring up like hell yeah but the little twist with um, with Steve Martin great movie a very very good film I liked it uh, the things that uh, Steve Martin and the choices he made really unique and fun. Uh, and it, it was a cool take on Cyrano. It was kind of like, um, it was mm-hmm. kind of like kiss me Kate, but even updated more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I think that's, I think that was a great movie too. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was lots of fun. Daryl Hannah was at her cutest in that, you know, besides <laughs> splash, she was really cute in that. And it was just a good movie. And sticking with Steve Martin, one of my dad's personal favorite movies, anytime it was on, he loved to watch it, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That came out that same year. Yeah, and it was, it was great performances. I, I always like it when you have um, two actors that really push one another. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. this was two great actors, Steve Martin and John Candy, just pushing each other to be better. You know, who's <laughs> going to be better? Who's going to be better? Who's gonna, and, and it's not a competition. When you have good actors, I don't think it's a competition. I think it's, it's genuine want to be better. You don't want to be upstaged, but it's not about being upstaged. It's about just wanting to be better, to provide that anchor for the performance that your partner's giving, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and they did such a good job in this. And my dad always talked about loving this movie. Uh, when it was winter and it would come on, he would say, oh, I'm just watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So, yeah. That was a great movie. Well, here's my story. I, I didn't want to see this film. Again. This- <laughs> <laughs> I, I sense a recurring theme here. Yeah, uh, well, here's the thing. Um, I went through all the pay-per-view movies that were out. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I went through all the films, so there was the only thing new that came out that week was trains, planes, and automobiles. And back then, if you pay-per-view was a lot different how it is now. It was on a time. It's like the movies, like at a movie theater, it was like two o'clock, four o'clock. It had a schedule like anything. You follow what I'm trying to say? It was yeah. just like in the movie theater, so you would have to like. And like they got eight showings of Transplanes. I don't. I seen everything else. I don't want to see this movie. It took me three days for me to cave in and and, and I actually liked it. But uh, it was definitely a pay per view movie. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be kind of boring. Uh, I wasn't excited about John Hughes doing this film because uh, mm-hmm. I, I I just didn't think it was going to be any good. And I ended up liking it a lot. It was a good. It was a good film. It was a, definitely a good an R rated John Hughes film at that. That is very true. That is very yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. What you got next? Okay. Well, let's say <laughs> it's, it's, I didn't if I move this, all right. Here, here, here's one that is like I, I really, really, I, I'm like embarrassed. I went to go see this in the theaters, but I really wanted to see um, the Witches Eastwick. <laughs> oh my god! Are you serious? I oh yeah I did because of Jack Nicholson and anything he was in I liked because he because I think I just saw him one floor of the cuckoo's nest around the same time, 
So I know okay. when this film came out, I was on a John, I was on a Jack Nicholson kick. So I've seen all his previous films. So mm. um, I, I, it's so funny your reaction. Like you really want to see that? Guess what my girlfriend at the time says? You sure you want to see? This? Yeah, I want to see this movie. I really do. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. I was admit. I would. I was gonna keep the tape to my grave, but nah, forget it. I'm just gonna admit to it. And <laughs> I liked the movie. I liked it. I did like this movie. I did like it. I'm not ashamed of it. It was just, he was so crass at the beginning, and just I love how they introduced his character because no one knew his name. They all his introduction was amazing in this movie, you know. And then his whole speech at the end about women—it was just crazy. It's a great movie if you've never seen *The Witches of Eastwick*. It's a good movie. I'm not gonna say great. I I watched it. I was like okay, and then I was done with it. Ah, you missed the whole ass ah, cool. That's all right. It's based on a book by um by uh, I forget the author, but he also wrote the um the word according to Garf I'm if I'm not mistaken. I forgot that, that name. Um, John something, I don't even remember. I need to look it up. Because I wanna I wanna cause I, like I said, this is John Updike. John Updike, that's right. And it was I said John, I think I did. And uh this guy this movie guess who directed this movie too? Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, uh, the same director who did Road Warrior. I'm talking about George Miller directed this movie. Ooh. Now the Road so, Warrior was good. Yeah, but that was 1980 something. <laughs> yeah, Dude, earlier. But uh, the, uh, I, this guy here, it's so funny. You're all in the B movies, but you missed the boat on the Witches of the East, the Witches of Eastwick. It's your loss. But, you should rewatch it. Now, I don't want to get into a debate about this, but I can't consider that a B movie because it had too many A-list stars in it. No, I was just trying to say you who like a lot of B movies, I'm surprised oh, you don't okay. like this movie. And just trying to say this is not this is definitely not a, a B movie. But yeah. I mean, it, even some of your best B movies don't match up to <laughs> like yeah, come on, this is you. good. This is good. Yeah. And speaking of B movies, Mhm. Masters of the Universe, Dolph Lundgren, Frank Langella, Courtney Cox. It was what you would imagine from a Dolph Lundgren-led movie. You know, <laughs> it was fun. It wasn't. It wasn't the best acting in the world, but it was enjoyable. The story mm-hmm. was like a cartoon or comic book, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of fun. Frank Langella was pretty awesome as Skeletor, and okay. um, and they had like um, a key, the key for Castle Grayskull had been taken, and uh, Wildor was this guy who created the key, and it was a musical key. And uh, it let them travel through different parallel universes. And if you haven't watched it, it, you know, turn off your brain, tune in, enjoy it. <laughs> you said you heard it here first, people. You turn off your brain for this one. He is 100% correct. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not going to argue on that at all. Thank you. That's what you need to know, people. This is the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say this. I've seen it on on 
on regular, not pay-per-view, but it's just on regular um, pay channels, TMC, on the movie channel. And mm-hmm. I watched the eight minutes, and this, this is terrible. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm a He-Man fan, but I was actually looking forward to this movie. I'm being honest as I can. As I, can. I, was, I thought, I mean, yeah, it's cool. Dolph Lundgren, and Dr., you know, Abdul. I'm not sure if Four came out. It doesn't matter. Rocky Four, but this movie here, I just that was uh, missed reviews. They said the same thing: missed opportunities in the budget, and there's a reason why it worked. That, and I think it was not a good because they have enough production value. It was rushed to made in the theater. It was rushed to get you know the product out there. So it was just a money cash grab movie. To be honest, I'm just just getting a little backstory on it. So I wanted this to work. I just, it's just not. It wasn't great. You're okay though. A B movie. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. And I will continue with B movies because there were a lot of good ones this year. All right, let's but, let's go through them real quick. All right. Well, no, it's your turn. You go. Okay. 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 I, okay. This movie here, I've been waiting for this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. Is okay. the Mamma Jamma of all times. And of, you want to talk about 80s movies? This is one of those movies. If you had the best top five movies of the 1980s, this is going to be in that list. The trailer of this movie was god awful terrible. I said, I am not seeing this stupid. This movie looks terrible. But yet I was there opening weekend. <laughs> and I'm talking about Robocop. I'm talking about Robocop. I was a true I, I was a fan the moment when that Ed two oh nine ran out of bullets. If <laughs> 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 you know what I'm talking about, I was floored. Like, is this how the movie starts? Oh my god, what a problem into. I mean it, the trailer was terrible. Look at the original trailer Robocop and it, it's laughable. It's, it's bad marketing. It's, it's laughable. But for some reason, because I'm a movie buff, I went opening weekend. I went full clip, and we all were blown away. I don't know how your experience was, but the crowd was spoke out from the most part. Uh, I, agree with, I agree with you about, you know, it's a great movie. It's a great 80s kind of iconic moment. It's kind of like Max Headroom. You think about mm-hmm. the 80s, you think about Max Headroom, you think about RoboCop. So I agree with you on that. It's pretty iconic. And I remember, I think we discussed this before, but how expensive it was to produce just the opening credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, at the time, that was state of the art. You know, mm-hmm. and this is, this, this was the future of filmmaking, apparently, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, it's, it's still it's, it was stop motion. It's okay. Unfortunately, it it kind of holds up with the special effects. You can see the, all the matte painting, which is cool. And you can see you can now you can just tear it apart. But back yeah. in 1987, I was I was a RoboCop fan overnight. I mean, I, I just thought the movie was funny. It was entertaining. It was it was violent. It was very oh, yes, violent. Definitely. It has one of my favorite villains of all time. Oh, Kurtwood Smith. <laughs> that introduction to his character when he tells the guy to shut the fuck up and kicks him while he's driving, kicks him. That's awesome. <laughs> and then tosses one of his partners out, and this is in the first first thirty seconds of meeting Clarence. Oh my god. 
<laughs> I love I love this movie. I love RoboCop. I say this. I would be in Clarence's gang. Yeah, I probably would die. There's a good chance I would. <laughs> I don't know this a day. Those guys are crazy. Yeah. That All right, I got one for you. Go ahead. Adventures in Babysitting. That's Thank another Yeah. That's another eighties okay. iconic movie with Elizabeth Shue. And I thought I always thought Elizabeth Shue was a cutie. I still think she's very pretty. But this was such a fun movie to watch. All the little nuances and uh this was the first time uh that I would get to see um uh oh Vincent D'Onofrio uh who was also in full metal jacket that year so he had a great year I don't know if anyone else can hear this, but I cannot hear Tony right now. I hear clips of him. Tony, can you hear me? All right. So I cannot hear Tony. I will continue until I hear someone or someone writes me and says, you're not on the air anymore. But uh, Adventures in Babysitting was Elizabeth Shue again. Vincent D'Onofrio was in that. Uh, it was a great film. It was a lot of fun to watch and to see. Uh, but another great film that year was Hellraiser, a Clive Barker-inspired movie uh, with uh, Pinhead, who was uh, a horror icon to me for a long time and uh they ended up making, I think, five movies of Hellraiser, and Pinhead was pretty much in all of them. Now, Tony, can you hear me? How about now? All right, I can hear you now. Okay. Is that better? Yes, that's much better. Okay, I'm sorry about that, people. Just technical difficulties. There's high-quality service here. <laughs> but what did you think of Hellraiser? Did you watch Hellraiser? Uh, yes, I've seen Hellraiser. <laughs> I I have seen it once. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Hellraiser. Um, I I just remember watching like a behind-the-scenes thing about it. And, uh, uh, you know, when the guy gets torn apart by all the chains, and uh, the last thing he says is Jesus wept. You know yeah. that line? I didn't what, remember um, that line. They made such a big deal about this. They were like, he improv that line. And I'm like, uh, are you trying to impress me right now? Or, uh, you know, what, what's the big deal? <laughs> he improv that line. I'm like, whoa, hey, hey, back That's up. A, thank you for sharing information. I know. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just got a, a written request for a movie that came out in 87. We talked about this one earlier when we were doing some research. Dirty Dancing. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Dirty Dancing. Okay. Again, I don't want to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the theme for tonight's show is movies Tony didn't want to see. I was on the airplane flying from Hawaii, 
And it's a, today's in-flight movie is going to be Dirty Dancing. I'm like, oh, my God, really? Oh, dude. I was like, I don't want to see this movie. And I actually didn't I, – I didn't listen. I think the first five minutes, I didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I just put my headset on and just, ah, let me see what's going on with this film. And I love it. It was a good movie. I really like Dirty Dancing. It was a very, 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 very good movie. I love Dirty Dancing. I completely agree good. with you. It was unexpected how good it was um, mm-hmm. for, for for all kinds of audiences, not just women, not just um, not just men, but a- anybody who likes a good movie can watch Dirty Dancing, sit there, and just enjoy it. It's yeah. a lot of fun. And, and, and it stands up. I mean, it's sad to say recently they did a remake on television, mm-hmm. uh, Dirty Dancing, and I, I haven't seen it personally, but the reviews are not that I do know, <laughs> it didn't do well at all. Um, yeah. And again, it's it's just it's hard to capture uh, the essence of dirt dancing. You know, you know Jennifer Grey, she looked young and innocent, and and Patrick Swayze, it, it, it was I really really believe this, these roles were made for these two. I really do. Yeah. And and just. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, and it's hard to believe, but they did not like each other or get along. I heard that. I did hear about that. And that's that's a, that. I, I didn't. I, that's well. That shows how well these actors. And sometimes yes. it, they were cast perfectly, and they just don't get along. But you can see the chemistry. The chemistry. That's what matters. They sold it. If they didn't like each yeah. other, I'm, I'm amazed because it. it Imagine they liked each other. It could have been even three times even better. I mean, not saying anything wrong with it, but it was just it was a very, very well put together film. I really like uh, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Um, the music captures the, the, the music. time. Yeah. You know, and the, 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 some of the subject matter was. I mean, it, it's a, It was like, you know what? Think about. It, I'm 17 years old. My life still ahead, ahead of me, and some of the the, the life situation these kids were put in is like, dude, I don't know how I can handle it. Well, later, yeah. a year later, I found out I could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to but, be uh, a father, Tony. No. <laughs> but um, it just goes to show you that it it was great storytelling, and, and, and it just worked. It shouldn't have worked, because even the song, the, the, the time of the high at the time of my life, they mm-hmm. used the song is not right. They wish they can redo it. It was amazing that they said that. You know, like what? It didn't wasn't it wasn't made the way they wanted to, and it just didn't work out. And it, it, they didn't like how it came out. But it was a big, huge hit, which was nuts. Which I love. I love that. I love that. All right, me amigo, it's time to pick another film. Another movie. Well, there's one movie I was looking forward to, um, but I had to wait. It came on pay-per-view, <laughs> and uh, that was a movie that I was looking forward to. Is Beverly Hills Cop two? Ah, yes, very. Eddie Murphy is a funny dude, and he was no better than when he did the Beverly Hills Cop one and two, three. Uh, but yeah, three yeah. is a hard sell. Uh, yeah. it was hard. It was definitely a hard sell. To do that one there because that was a mess. Let's be honest, that that was a mess. Yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> yeah, but let's talk about one. Start with two. Was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Damon Wayans in this movie. Damon Wayans does a cameo in this movie. 
Is that the oh no 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 Chris Rock makes an appearance in this one. Damian Wayans did the appearance in the first one, but Chris Rock was in Burial Scop too. Uh, do you know that another movie they both starred in? Boomerang. HBN. Good. Okay. Cool. We'll move forward since I just got blown up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one for you. All right. This was based on a Stephen King novella, a short story, The Running Man. Mm-hmm. The Running Man is nothing like, I mean, they took the name and the concept, but the book, of course, is better, but Arnold Schwarzenegger did such a fun job in this, and it was it was good, it was entertaining, and it did what it was supposed to do. It was, it was a popcorn matinee type movie. Uh-huh. All right, here's the thing with The Running Man. I love the book of The Running Man. Mm-hmm. And I, and while I was watching the trailer, I was like, this doesn't look like the book at all. So I, and then I had to think about it for me. They had, to, they, had to, they had to bring it down to, you know, to make it a film. So they had to make a whole – it was a mess. It was a terrible movie. I was upset. It was the first time that I was really mad. Like, did they even read – did they even read the book? That's how I, that's how I left the theater. Did they even read the damn book? Or they just bought the title and then do Schwarzenegger's name on it. And it, it, I think it made some money, but it, for Stephen King, I've been mad. I think he removed his name from this one. This one and, and the other one, the Lawnmower Man, he removed his name from. So I think it was just it was a mess. It was a terrible film. It was one of Schwarzenegger's worst performances. The Butcher of Bakersfield. That was. <laughs> it was it was it was fun. I mean, but. I mean, can you honestly say that Schwarzenegger has had good performances? Yeah. Matter of fact, I will mention a movie that he was really good in. I'm glad you brought us up. I got a good segue into it. Since we're not very happy with The Running Man, let's go to one that was pretty good, and that's going to be Predator. came out the same year. And those are two movies. I'm I'm going to throw a trivia question on you that you've asked me before. Let's see if you remember it. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the movies that Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger were in. What's the other mm-hmm. one? They were in a third movie together? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, was it... <laughs> was it... Um, I don't know, some movie in, in the 90s? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. What is it? Do, 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 do. I don't know. I give up. Okay. It was Batman and Robin, where he plays Mister Freeze. Yeah. Uh, what was what was Jesse Ventura's character? He was one of the guards at the end of the movie. Oh, you know what? You're right. No, yeah, yeah. Only saw the movie once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was tough to get through anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was shaking my head to the whole movie like, who wrote this? What the heck's going on here? But Predator Batman has nipples. <laughs> now tell me, Predator. Hey, okay, this is this is so frustrating. This movie came out when I was locked up, which is fine. It's no, I'm a kid prison. I was for computer hacking. No big deal. I'm not like a real bad guy. I was for computer hacking, and so um, I wanted to see this movie so bad. I wanted to see it in the theater. By the time I got out, I was already out of the theater, and I had watching on VHS tape. I remember going to the video store and getting it day one because I knew this movie was gonna be freaking epic. And it was an awesome movie. It is one film I wish I saw on the big screen because Predator is a badass movie from the beginning, middle, and 
and that is and Schwarzenegger was made for this. This is his acting is not really necessary that much is in Predator. He did this is what Schwarzenegger is good at. A good action movie. Running Man yeah. is not a good action movie. Running Man is stupid. Predator is where you really use Schwarzenegger. That's when a good example. This one here and another one I would mention just real quick is gonna be True Lies. Oh man, he's good in True Lies. Okay. I'll give you that. He is good in True Lies. He he does what the script calls for in Predator. So you could have stuck any muscle-bound guy in there and gotten a good performance and enjoyed it as much. No, nope. I don't think. I just, you disagree with me? I, I put put uh, Sylvester Stallone and it looks like Rambo. You think Rambo? So you, can, you just can't put anybody in that position. You need. I mean, I hear okay. what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but if you think about it, that character of Dutch was made for Schwarzenegger. That was perfect. I cannot think of any other action star that at that time could have filled those shoes for Predator. He looked like he belongs in jungle. He looked like he leads elite team. Come on, man. I know he's he's acting, but come on, some of those those poses he was in and acting and all that stuff. Predator's awesome. Can't any Muslim guy in there. I think Carl, Carl Weathers would have done a good job as Dutch. Instead, he gets a sidekick role. Does that remind you of anything? <laughs> you want to throw, you want to throw that card out there? So Carl Weathers should be happy with even in any movie. He should. And plus, oh. no. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding because he's on my Twitter and we actually talked. So I'm only kidding. <laughs> Mr. Weathers, I'm so sorry. I mentioned your name in vain. No, but man, but Carl Weathers looked good in that movie. He was all whipped, perfect. It was badass. He went out like a little punk, though. Yeah. Okay. Now you mentioned Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, often, <laughs> I've often said this. The next movie I'm going to talk about is probably the greatest arm wrestling movie ever. Because it's the, the only top. one. Hey, 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 hey. You don't have to say that part. <laughs> but yes, Best I'm talking about the movie the ever. Because it's the only one. <laughs> take me half with it. Take me halfway. Meet me halfway. Oh, meet me halfway. <laughs> Yo, kid, the world meets nobody halfway. I, I just bought the soundtrack to that on vinyl. I'll have you Dude, know. you don't tell people that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I didn't just buy it on vinyl. But yes, um, and uh, it has a good Sammy Hagar song on it. It has, does it? it has all the elements of a good action summer movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has like the the car chasing. Uh, they have uh, people getting thrown through a glass door. They have, of course, the arm wrestling. And Sylvester Stallone just sells it, man. That's one thing I love about Sylvester Stallone and what he does. He sells whatever he's in, man. He goes all out, and you can enjoy that. Whether you like it or not, you can enjoy what he does. Oh, oh no. Okay, here we go. Look at this real quick. The two of the films that came out that in the 80s with Sylvester Stallone, I'm surprised he made it through the through the darkness because these are some bad movies. You have Cobra. You got Locked Up and Tango and Cash. Wow. Well, while he's coughing, I'm yeah, going to I'm, right, I'm, right, I'm right. Okay, okay, go ahead. So I'm gonna try, what I'm trying to say is, 
He, I hope he fired his agent because he, I don't think his career started picking up until he did until he did Cliffhanger. My opinion, because Cliffhanger was a good movie. That's see that works perfect for Sylvester Stallone. The, yeah. Over the top is just let's make a movie with Rocky, but with with the with the child custody issues with the with the father. Give me a Rocky break, man. Yeah, it's all that's all it is. And even the big baddie at the end, he does some secret twist of his ankle or whatever to make this powerful move. It it was it was sad. Of his ankle, a, really? Oh, it, <laughs> he goes over the top, dude. Don't you remember? <laughs> over the top, dad. Over the top. Oh uh, shit! Like, you know what? It, it would have been awesome if he died like in like <laughs> like the champ. <laughs> <laughs> Probably have more respect <laughs> for this film. He should have died at the end. <laughs> then the dad, the, then the step or the father-in-law wins no matter what. That would be awesome. Give him up in a cardboard funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But his name though, Lincoln Hawk. <laughs> that, I mean, that's just a cool name, Lincoln Hawk. I Lincoln named my Log. Son Lincoln Log. I named my son Lincoln Hawk Alaman because of that. <laughs> Oh my goodness! What? I'm I'm embarrassed for you. Every every there's one film I just wish you said. You know what, Tony? You're right. This is a terrible movie. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'm gonna go over the top on you, pal. <laughs> That'll be terrible. I know. Um, but okay, uh, another one that came out that year, and this one has special memory for me because um, uh, I I met. Um, well, I met up with uh, this girl at the movie theater, mm-hmm. and uh, we weren't we weren't going to go together, but we ended up sitting next to each other. And oh uh, yeah, held, oh yeah, and I held her hand, and I was like, oh, wow. What's happening to me? What's happening to me? <laughs> oh no, I'm feeling funny inside. No, but I was I was 15. She was like 17. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And anyway, this was La Bamba. Oh, okay. That's not yeah. So so it holds a special memory for me because um this was like kind of a date, but it wasn't I don't know if it was a date to her, but I was holding her hand and <laughs> you know, got a hug at the end of the night and everything. But that was it. And uh I never saw her again, so <laughs> You blew it, man. You blew your chance with I her. Blew you blew it. it. I should have kissed her while I had the chance. All right, here's 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 the thing, okay? And it's I'm sorry, but I'm I'm gonna admit to this. I like La Bamba, but I was mad at um, Rosita Rosanna De Soto's character, who left La Bamba for the the brother. The brother. Yeah, and, and everything went bad for her. Mm-hmm. I held that against her for like eight films. <laughs> <laughs> That's good acting right there, brother. <laughs> Like everything she did for a while, I don't want to talk to. I don't want to see her face. And she pissed me off in the bomb. How could she? How could she do that to Richie? That's terrible. <laughs> but I mean, if he, if she hadn't, you know, he wouldn't have ended up with oh, Donna. I, you know, oh. I hear you. I I totally hear you, but unfortunately, I'm mad because she was cute. That's what it was. I'm not gonna lie. I thought Connie yeah, was cute. Yeah, yeah. Connie was cute in that movie. That was her name in the movie. And she, oh yeah, yeah, I liked. It. <laughs> I was uh, mad for eight movies. <laughs> she was yeah. pregnant in, in, in she was pregnant in uh, Barry's Not Included. I'm glad you're alone. I'm glad you're by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me another one, brother. 
another movie. Yep. Well, there's, I mean, I, I am really, I was waiting for you to bring this up. Thought you're gonna bring it up, but I'll just because I would love for you to talk about this on 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 the show. Okay. It's a John Carpenter movie, and oh. it's it's one. May I say one of well, let's first it's Prince of Darkness. Okay. Awesome movie. Okay. I'm gonna give you the floor. You can tell everybody about the movie before I say anything. So just tell. Go ahead. Okay. Here's the concept to John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. This is uh, a group of scientists go to uh, like a church where strange things have been happening and there is something in the basement that is unlocking itself from the inside. And then there, there certain ones of them are having dreams and uh, what you end up finding out is that it's a warning from the future not to open that or not, not to uh, – have have themselves uh, continue in the path that they're going on. Now it's super creepy. It's it's uh, really it, it has some intense parts, and um, then of course the Prince of Darkness starts. Um, uh, what, what do you call that when uh, the devil's inside somebody? Possessing Possession. Okay. Yeah, they're they get possessed and. Then you have a guy that turns into roaches, and uh-huh. it's just there are some really creepy scenes to this movie. Uh-huh. Some of it, some of it is really scary. I mean, it's genuinely just scary. So, what do you have to say besides that you hate it? I know you don't like I, it. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say I hated it. I only. I remember not caring watching it. I mean, I, it, it's pretty much. I can probably watch it right now and go, "Oh yeah, I remember that part." Or I don't remember none, none of this. And I'm a big John Carpenter fan, so I know I went to see it when it came out. I'm pretty sure on video or pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought you but, didn't uh, want to see it. No. <laughs> I didn't want to see it. I was not. I was disappointed with it for being John Carpenter. Because up to this point, like all John Carpenter movies, even freaking Starman. Starman. So and I think Starman's this was his next movie. Man. I think Starman came out the year before. So – yeah, I I like Starman, so I was I went to see this movie when it came out, or a video around it for sure, but I just didn't care for it. All I remember was like a big glowing, like you know, Cuisinart jar, like a Vegemite was going on, some spinning toilet <laughs> bowl. That's all I remember. That's about it. That's it, you know, not the greatest movie. <laughs> I would rather see um, what was that one movie we talked about earlier, <laughs> Master of the Universe. <laughs> Before I oh, watch the darkness again. <laughs> oh, I was just looking at this. Connie was um, Richie's mom. You were thinking of Elizabeth Pena as Rosie, right? Yeah, Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, people. It's been a long time. That's I, I blocked her out. I'm so mad at Rosie. See, now I'm gonna watch a movie and just laugh at her. I, 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 you're terrible. I'm glad everything bad happened to you. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't like I'm her now. It, it all flared up. Well, people. Yvette just sent me a message and said the same thing. She hated her for a while, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is some good acting. <laughs> I know. Well, I've got, I've got, to, I've got to mention, because we're coming up on about four minutes. Uh-huh. So I have two more movies at least I want to mention. Do you have sure. any you want to mention? I'll let you go, man. I'm good. I'm good. I got my okay. boy. I got a Robocop. Okay. I wanted to mention Can't Buy Me Love. 
okay. which I thought was such a fun teenage movie. And Patrick Dempsey was really good in it. Um, Amanda, I think her name was Peterson, was really good mm. in it. Uh, she's now deceased, which is kind of weird. Uh-huh. She was only in like 42 when she passed away. But um, it was such a fun movie. And it was the concept was really cool. This guy says, you just pretend to be my girlfriend, and I bet that people will like me just because I'm around you. And she's like, you know, my friends can't be that shallow. And come to find out, everybody's that shallow. Mm-hmm. And it's hey, he's great... right, though. The kid is right. Just a week. He, yeah. he was, he, it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. Yeah. Yep. It was such a fun, good movie. It was a good teenager type movie, and it made you just feel like, is this all there is to life in high school? Is it all about popularity or fitting in or just wanting to be part of it? So I really like that movie. And then one of my favorite movies of all time, this is seriously one of my favorite movies called Made in Heaven with Timothy Hutton, Kelly McGillis. I know this movie. Uh, Maureen a, Stapleton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a great movie. It's about a guy who uh, dies trying to save some people from a car that's gone off a bridge. Mm-hmm. And he meets someone in heaven. And yeah. he falls in love. And then he's told when she's born, uh, because mm-hmm. what they do, what the concept is, is uh, you can die and go to heaven or you can be born in heaven. But everybody goes and continues going to earth and then kind of recycling. But if you meet in heaven, then you'll meet on earth and you'll be together. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just such a great movie. Such a great movie. Oh, man. It is. I'm glad you brought love. There's another movie that came out. It was another love story. This guy meets his woman at a bar. You know, they have like a nice heated <laughs> love affair. <laughs> You and Yvette are on the same wavelength because she just wrote me about this one too. It's a great love story, but it goes wrong. <laughs> the fact that one guy is married, he's married. And dude, okay, we're talking about fatal attraction. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. I want you guys to watch the very first scene when, he's, when Michael Douglas sees Glenn Close. When they make the first eye contact, she looks crazy from the get-go. I, I would – I'm not kidding. Look at her face. She looks pissed off already. And dude, man, and it was that is a crazy freaking movie. It's it's insane. But you know what though? Unfortunately, the guys will fall for that and actually do that kind of stuff. And there's like, you know, there's consequences for your actions. You know, just don't have a bunny. Don't have a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. I think I've had a blast talking about 1987. 1987 was a great year for movies. Uh, next time we'll come up with another concept. Uh, how can we reach you if we need to reach you, Tony? You can find me watching Prince of Darkness online. Uh, actually, <laughs> you can find me at uh, at Tony underscore Lamar, or I'm out there. People on Facebook, Twitter, you can find me anytime. Hit me uh, up. Yep, I'm at uh, com. That's for the second. And also uh, on Twitter at Alaman underscore II. And um, 
with that, we want to let you go for another week. But I also want to say I want to dedicate my show tonight to my father. Uh, I love you, Pa. Until we meet again, I miss you. I love you. All right. Tony, good night, yep. my friend. Yeah, you too. Take care, everybody. And keep watching those movies. 80s are still good films. Go check out Prince of Darkness and Masters of the Universe as a double feature. Hey, you can get them on demand. There you go. Or there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later. We'll see you next time. Later.